Hey guys, it's Morgs here. Welcome back to Baby Got Backend, the podcast about all the boring shit that you don't want to do in your business. Um, but we try to make it a bit more fun and a bit sexy. I'm welcome uh, welcome to the show today, a business coach, fantastic person who reached out to me over the amazing thing that is the internet, Sarah Kenyon. How are you? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> that intro was thick. <laughs> that was thick. Yeah, that was huge. I'm like, oh, I've got to clean, got to clean my face out after that intro. <laughs> um, how are you doing? What's happening? I'm good. I'm good. I'm hyped up on coffee, which is great. Yes. I went for my first coffee outing this morning. How many? How many coffee outings does a business coach need in a day? Well, you know, that's subjective, but. <laughs> but it's the first one since isolation so i was oh, like, like a true outing out a true outing yes. and i got to sit down at a table <gasps> what's that i know Fuck. <laughs> i know it um, was insane and people came up to me and i was like what is going on it was insane that's nice it was the best time i feel like uh, i and i hope that doesn't and, and i also don't want to date this episode too much because the thing i like about um chats like this is they're often pretty evergreen and like they, they, they can be super relevant, but we don't want to date this too much with being post COVID or during the, the, the COVID, the, at least in Australia, uh, where, you know, we're on the, we're on the other end, I think of the, of the lockdown curve where, that we can see mm-hmm. the light at the end of the tunnel. It's <laughs> mid June. We're recording this. Um, but yeah, I think that something that struck me a lot with all these things is, it's just like the seeing people appreciate all these things suddenly again mm-hmm. and go, Oh wow. How good was this? And you're like, yeah, how good was this? Just being able to go somewhere for a fucking coffee and sit down like that. Oh, it's something taken for granted. And one of my favorite things to do in business is to be able to network with people and get to know what mm. other people are doing. Mm. And it's just on another level when you actually get to see them face to face. And it was just, oh, life-changing this morning. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally, totally. Uh, um, you know, I, I just love being able to sit across from, 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 from people in a cafe and, you know, people watch and have, have our meetings, but also people watch and look at that one guy in the corner who like brought, you know, brought his whole mouse to, to work with his laptop and just judge, judge that person. I go, man, you're doing it wrong. Like, so t- <laughs> this is, this is good times. Um, Sarah, oh, love. Sarah, tell us a bit about, this is, you know, this is a podcast about, um, that is mostly for photographers and, uh, but I feel like a whole big part of it is you no know, small creative business and what that is and all the stuff that we have to put into that, in, into that space. Now, tell us a bit about yourself. You, you are currently a business coach, but yes. that's that's a very small part of the pie. Very small part of the pie. Um, so I'm now a creative business coach, so primarily focusing on, you know, the creative industry, whether that's a photographer, videographer, celebrants, makeup artists, all of that jazz. Um, but I actually came from a makeup artistry background myself. So mm. I used to have my own makeup artist business. Mm. Um, and prior to that, I was actually a program coordinator working alongside uh, a business mentoring startup. So yep. I was there for quite a few years and I got to see hundreds of small businesses around my region, um, you know, start from the ground up and really work alongside this mentor to see what it took to grow a business, to be sustainable. And I was doing that on the side while doing my makeup. So Mm. for me, when I originally went through my diploma, 
you know, you've got the skills, you're learning all of that, you're really passionate, but the business acumen wasn't taught. Yeah. And that's what I was lacking. So that's why I originally went to them and I ended up getting a job and working there. So it was a blessing in disguise, but um, <laughs> I went through that process of, you know, trying to build up my makeup artistry business, absolutely loved it, but really found that I was more, you know, loving the business side of things and really wanting to explore this new industry that I didn't realize was there before because I was quite entrepreneurial anyway. I knew that I always wanted to have a business. I just didn't know what that looked like. So after working there for a few years and doing my makeup artistry, I ended up taking the leap last August to go full-time into creative business coaching. So that's where I am now. Yeah, totally. Um, And that's why I think I've really focused on creatives because while I absolutely, I just love business, I still have a soft spot for creative industries and, you know, the passion that they put behind every project that they have. And then also being able to live through them as well. I think that's the best feeling, especially having clients, you know, who have these new projects or have a new article come out or, you know, new photos that they've done. Mm. I probably get more excited than them. Yeah. (laughs) um, I mean, it's just one of those things like I, I, I just going back to something you said that, you know, not having the business acumen and then like even being part of conversations where, you know, that, that term would be thrown around and then most of the people in the room might just go, oh, what the fuck even is business acumen? Like, what is yeah. that? And and it's just like not having, because um, there's that stereotype of the artist, you know, they're creative, you know, it's Albert Einstein's desk, you know, it's shit everywhere, you know, it's all this yeah. stuff. And, and, and then, you know, I mean, we're not putting, I'm not putting any of us in a space of that, but it's, it's just that attitude towards, well, this is how the creators work and this is how business people work and, mm-hmm. and you can only be one. And in yeah. fact, there's just no space I feel like there's very little conversation about like, no, no, like you don't. You can be both. You can be both and you can be quite <laughs> good at both um, and that's okay. And and I feel like, and that's kind of part of why I started this podcast because so many of us get a few little things done really well. And so that's where I was kind of going, well, we just, we just need to be better at doing all that boring shit and make it fun. So, exactly. I mean, what are the kind of conversations you have with your clients? Like uh, what's the, what are some of the recurring themes that come up? I think a lot of the time it's, you know, I mean, when I talk about business acumen, it's more about the fundamentals yeah. and you probably are already doing them, Yeah, but it's about making it a little bit sexier, as you said, like, so that you have more fun doing it. So, it's not something that's a drag all the time, mm. but I think you can definitely make it fun and be excited to do it because, you know, in the end you went into business to create a lifestyle for yourself. That's the whole purpose of it. So you want to be able to make sure that it's not just work, you know, you, you're doing something that you love and encompassing that with, you know, your marketing, your back end, all of that stuff. Um, a lot of the conversations I have is that because, you know, they're so passionate about what they want to create that it's more so that they don't mind learning about the business side of things or they don't mind doing it. It's more so that it's just the extra like mental capacity that they have to have to learn another system or learn another, you know, thing to do when I really just want to focus on this project. So yeah, totally. that's, I guess, 
where I come in to be like, well, I'll, I'll take that load off you and let's work together to streamline it so you can focus on the stuff that you do love. Mm. But I think, you know, I love the purpose of this podcast because it's about creating that conversation where it doesn't always have to be a drag. You can make it fun. I mean, we were talking about how many zaps you have the other day and how so proud you are so many about zaps. them. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, man, I'm so excited to see your back end of your Zapier. <laughs> oh, I, I, I feel like that's kind of like that's that's productivity porn for people. It's just like I, should, <laughs> I feel like I'd have like a subreddit that's just like screenshots of zaps of like look at this that I've done like and then I send this information here and and then depending on this information, it gets sent here. And then, oh, my God, that's amazing. Like, like oh, my God, the app. Yeah. It is. <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I get excited about that stuff because I've learned to love it and I've learned, like, I've taken the time to learn it. Now not, I don't really have to pick my brain heaps to be able to do it. It's there. It's ready to go. And I get excited when I'm able to automate something in my business that allows me that more time to work with my clients. Yeah. And, you know, I guess the conversation is more, what can I put into my business that is going to streamline everything for me? Because I really do want to learn and I want to, you know, grow. And I think to be able to grow, you need to learn and, and pursue that knowledge. But I guess it's where to start is usually the main conversation because there is so much information out there. It's like, well, I need to sift through all of that and figure that out and what actually works best for me. So I think like with your podcast, it's like this is the best kind of take your pick of what's going to work for your business. You still have to trial it, but we've kind of done the heavy lifting for you. Well, yeah, that, that's a good point because like I, I know that I'm not, I'm not going to just jump in and um, where was I going with that? <laughs> I'm trying to find that. I'm trying to find that. I was thinking about something that was happening last week. Um, I mean, you know, I've been trying to upskill a lot during this time and I've been working on some video stuff and audio and, and learning a bunch of things. And, and I feel like then, the, and then there's always those purchases that come with stuff like that. But the same thing is in, in terms of systems as well. Like I'm not, I'm not someone who is going to jump in and try something out straight away. Like I'm going to do quite a lot of research first. Um, Like I didn't get on like, you know, and and you, you alluded to before the amount of zaps I had, and we've talked on, on this podcast, I've talked with Josh on this podcast um, and alluded to the, I've alluded to the fact that I've built my own basic, basically I built my own CRM using those apps. Like I don't have an off the shelf CRM. Um, the Frankenstein. I've made a Frankenstein CRM, <laughs> which is fantastic. And, and and I like that. And, you know, listen to the episode. If you want to know a bit more about what that is, listen to the episode with Josh with us. It's a good app. But the, the, the you know, that all leads, that, that whole conversation led, came from, the, the whole fact that I have that is coming from a whole bunch of other conversations that I've had with Josh and other people that is just like constantly, 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 figuring this stuff out, thinking about it, doing the research and then jumping in and then also yeah. wading through that as well. So it's not an easy process, but I do feel like along the way there, there were always those touch points of like, oh, you know, let's read some blogs about about Zapier and how that works and let's read mm-hmm. some blogs about Zero and talk to an talk to a you know, family member who's an accountant about those those things and there's a whole lot of there's heaps of touch points. Yeah, there's so many touch points. And I think you can use your community really well and, and flex 
get leverage from your community about, um, I mean, not a day goes by that wedding photographer groups, I mean, on Facebook are like, hey, guys, what I'm trying to do X. What do you think? I mean, it could be yeah. a lens or a camera or a piece of software or um, I don't know, something to do with marketing or whatever it is. It's just like flexing that community. Um, but yeah, so I guess you're right. Like there's so many, there's, I mean, there's just too many options. There's, you know, for, for starters, I could name, you know, off the top of my head, five options for a CRM off the shelf right now. If someone yeah. didn't have anything, you know, that's much better than um, using, you know, just a spreadsheet. Like or an off you, the shelf one, yeah. Yeah, your inbox. But um, I guess, I guess that's perhaps an interesting touch point because what do you, I mean, in, in, in relation to that little past two minutes of conversation, what do you find you spend most of your time doing? Poor God, what don't I do? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, because like, I, I can imagine I, you like rock up to, you know, you will have a lot of different questions from a lot of different people that, that are, yeah. are kind of, will have, you know, the Venn diagram is quite, would be quite an interesting sort of um, mess to look at, but, you know, there's, there's certainly a few, um, there would certainly be a few sort of recurring themes. Definitely. And actually one of, um, I just want to go back to what you were saying before, um, about utilizing your community. Cause I had, um, a question the other day, um, uh, more of a statement. Mm. It was more <laughs> like, um, the amount of, blogs and the amount of systems that um this photographer had like waiting in her bookmarks to come back to one day to go through all the best advice and everything yeah totally you know it's like the one day i'll read that you know yeah so i think what you've done though is create a really cool community of going you know this is what works for us if it works for you that's great but i'm saving you the time of waiting through you know the rest of the internet to try and find something yeah totally you know, we've tried and everything. So I think that's great. And I'm, um, and I've done that on the back of, you know, I've done that off the back of other people. So the whole situation continues, you know, um, yeah. people in my community filter through their things and then I see what they like. And then I wade through that and then I see what I like. So yeah. it's that classic that's thing. thing of, we learn from people. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know, to quote, um, to quote the fantastic Seth Godin, people like us do stuff like this. And, yes. and, and I just like, I mean, you know, guys, go check out Akimbo. Listen to that because it's just like the best. It's, it's the only self-help thing I would ever allow myself to listen to. <laughs> 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 uh, I feel like anything else is just a, a imitation of. I think that podcast. I think that's great. But um, I mean, do, 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 you, do you listen to Akimbo? By the way, we can just go, we can we can ha- take a uh, we can take one of the fir- the first of many I tangents. Don't I do know Seth Godin? I know, I know. It's so good. Shame on no, me. No shame. I'm I'm glad that I was able to remind you to go listen, put it on your list of <laughs> my never ending list. Um, but going back to, um, I guess the stuff that I do generally day to day and what I go through, yeah. it, it is, you know, I constantly review, I'm constantly reviewing what works and what doesn't. Mm. Um, like that is my day to day kind of thing. So, you know, I have, I did a post the other day, um, about what I generally do, like from dawn till dusk and everyone's like, Oh God, like your day is so organized. I'm like, really? For me, it seems really monotonous. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh God, it's like boring as batshit. Like that's how I see my day. But like, if I'm not, you know, seeing clients that day, I'm working on my systems. I'm working on 
developing new content. I'm automating, I'm scheduling, I'm troubleshooting things. You know, I'm forecasting what's coming up that even though it does get quite monotonous, I do have to kind of, you know, change things around to make it a little bit more fun. Um, But that's what I do day to day because I think, you know, for me, I look at successful businesses and I look at, you know, what have they done to be able to scale and to be sustainable. Mm. And it's about putting in in the systems in the first place. You know, so often you see businesses grow to the, to the point where it's like, oh shit, how am I going to actually fulfill all these orders or how am I going to do all this? It's like, well, the successful businesses have those in place and they've got their foundations because like when you build a house, you need your foundations, otherwise it's going to crumble. So you really need to consistently look at, is my foundation stable? Because I have had clients, you know, even come to me say, you know, before I take this out, Sarah, before I send this email or before I, you know, create this onboarding sequence, can you please run through it to make sure that, you know, I've dotted the I's and crossed the T's and and that's what you need to do because you might send something out and an email might be missing or a contract might not be attached or a link might be gone or broken. You know, those little things that we might, not think about are so essential to get right at the start. Absolutely. In fact, today I've been in my Zapier um, and Typeform <laughs> again trying to fix something. Every because... time you say it, I'm like, oh, he's added another one. No, well, I did one recently because I've been doing more, like more and more small, um, small sort of bookings, small elopements yep. and things. Um, and I have a little thing in there that's just one of those interesting things of, oh, that's never been a problem before because we've never had such a short lead time for things before. Yeah. It's just something like it automatically sets a due date for something to be 30 days before the date of the wedding. Um, yes. And they filled out the form and the form has been filled out at a time that is already inside that 30 days. So the form broke. <laughs> so it was oh. like, oh, fuck. Uh, okay. How do I fix that? Because <laughs> obviously that's going to be a problem. If someone's like, like, oh, man. You know, they're not booking the celebrant. Like, it's not going to be a norm situation. Like, it's going to be, yeah. that's going to be fine. But in terms of like booking a photographer, they were like, um, you know, we've been emailing and stuff. But in terms of filling out the actual form to say, hey, do this and then here, pay me money, it was like, yeah. oh, that's going to be at the end of June. And that's already within 30 days. So it broke my form. So I'm like, okay, how do I fix that and make sure that that, yeah. that is somehow flexible? So I have to like add a thing in now that's like if it's if the condition is <laughs> yes. is less than thirty days, then don't apply this thing to the invoice. <laughs> anyway, wow. So and that's yeah, and that's the thing. Like, I mean, I guess a lot of the time when we troubleshoot, sometimes it does have to come up that way, and sometimes it's like, well, you know, you don't know what you don't know until it happens. So yeah, absolutely. But absolutely, you know, if you can test it out on a friend, on a business coach, on a mentor, someone in the industry. Because, you know, those kind of things happen and they do, but to, you know, give yourself that buffer room, it's, it's really good to have that set up. And I mean, again, now, you know, for next time. Yeah. Now I know. I mean, it's, <laughs> and it just happened to happen like when actually like two people were trying to use the form. So like, it was a good, like, like well, thank put God all your the data, but now I, now I have to go in and, oh, you've broken my form. So I have to fix it. <laughs> it was good. I'm always thankful because, you know, the path of least resistance is the path of uh, least growth. So, you know, then, oh, you know, look at that. Um, oh, fuck, I should tie myself. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a, so what do you, I mean, I, I, I'm interested in like what, um, cause you know, you spoke about the, that you were kind of in this space, but you were also doing the makeup stuff and then you made the jump. Yeah. Like, was there a 
particular point where you were like, why, why am I, why don't I just do this full time? Was there one particular moment and you were like, yeah, fucking let's do this. Come on. I think because like I had a multitude of jobs because I don't know why I tend, I tend <laughs> to put my fingers in a lot of pies. Um, I was also a virtual assistant as well at the mm. same time. Um, so what I actually ended up doing was like coaching at the same time I was assisting. I started seeing myself kind of taking elements from my different jobs into one and they're going, why don't you do that full time? Mm. And I was like, I didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. Like, you know, I was already. such a huge thing in all the small creative businesses, like one on two people things. It's like, why didn't I do that? Because I didn't think that was a thing and I didn't know I was allowed to do that. Exactly. Um, there was no was roadmap. You know. at, no. And I was looking at, you know, everyone else that I'd seen as a business coach that fit the mold of a business coach. And I thought, well, I can't do that. And, but I was already intuitively doing it. Um, it was more of a confidence thing. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I, I can do that. I'm going to actually bite the bullet and just see what happens. Give it a red hot go. And, you know, at least I'm not going to look back and regret not actually taking that leap. Mm. So I ended up, yeah, quitting my job being like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I need to follow my dreams. Yeah. Um, you hire me now as a private contractor for yeah. four times a price. Yeah. <laughs> What's even better though is that um, my boss, you know, she was upset, Yeah. obviously, but um, we've actually kept in contact and she's still my mentor now. And she's actually hired me for three workshops for all the participants, which has been amazing, but in my new role, which is really, really cool kind of to be recognized in the space. So that's been super cool and kind of more reiterate the fact that I am on the right path and I am doing the right thing. And just because when I started, I looked at all the other business coaches and think, well, shit, I don't look anything like that. You Mm -hmm. know, I'm, I'm not into, you know, dressing up really beautifully and, you know, I don't know, talking about mindset shifts and all that. Like I'm into strategy. I want to be able to have, you know, the conversations with my clients where we could have over a beer. Mm. I wear leather jackets and boots all the time. Like I do not fit into the mold, but that's why I have these relationships with my clients because they feel comfortable enough to be able to sit down with me and talk about their struggles and really unpack everything that's going on so we can actually get them to that next level of growth, which I think has been such an amazing feeling knowing that, you know, mm. I'm I'm meant to be where I am and I'm really, really proud that I did make that leap. It was terrifying. Like I was like, oh, God, there, there's been many a times where I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. I mean, everyone does that. And I even feel, feel you can even have like the, the gamut of those freakouts even as much as, um, uh, and just something you were saying before about when you're listening to people, you know, business acumen and you said, well, the thing is that it's probably a bunch of stuff you're doing already. Um, yeah. there's an anxiety, I think around, around whenever we listen to any podcasts that are about, um, improving how we do things in our, you know, people, even like people will be listening to this podcast. I know going, oh fuck, why wasn't I doing that? And then they beat themselves <laughs> up because they weren't doing that. It's like, no, 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 but yeah, but that's why you were listening to all this, all this shit. Yeah. You could start figuring it out. Um, but he, the other thing is, you know, when you go in and you say, okay, we have a conversation about X, Y, Z. 
And then, then that, that person goes, oh, fuck, I'm not doing X, Y, Z. And then you go, yeah. I don't know, I am. I'm just probably doing it at 80% efficiency. And, um, or doing it a bit differently. Yeah. And, 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 and I like being able to go and have those little moments of, of, of just listening to, say, I could, you know, I could go and do a workshop for three hours about some stuff. And if I learn one new thing, I'm like, yeah, look, fair enough. But if, if, if I learn about five things in that, then I already know I'm already doing really well. I also think that's time well spent because it's yeah. reiterating that I've made some good decisions and it's further cementing that I um, am on the right sort of path. And I think that that's also, I mean, that's time well spent, right? Yeah, a hundred percent. And actually, I had that. Um, I had a very similar conversation. Um, uh, one of the workshops I recently did, and the feedback I got on it was really, really great. Like, you know, I had some people going, "Oh my god!" Like, I've written so many notes. Like, mm. there's so many things I'm going to implement. Mm. You know, and I was like, "Yes, that's amazing." And then there was someone else who was just like, "It was actually really good for you to reiterate the things that I am already doing, mm. but to hear it from someone else to know that you know I'm on the right track and I'm doing the right thing." Because I think, you know, that repetition and that, you know, revision of, yeah, I am, you know, on the right path. I am doing the right thing. It's just really good to hear from someone else that, you know, I'm ticking the boxes. Yeah, totally. Um, I think I think comparison anxiety is such a big thing in now. And I, I know this oh, firsthand and, and, and from talking to friends. Um, but I also feel like there, there, there needs to be a little, there needs to be an interesting little um I'm trying to say a gap. It's not a gap. It's a, what is it, Morgan? Open the, the fucking thesaurus. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, there's, there's, there's a place that is a good, healthy amount of being aware of what, oh, what yeah. else is happening. And it's like, okay, you know, don't beat yourself up over that you weren't doing this. Um, get used to being in a culture that you're, that you're okay with knowing what you don't know. And once you learn mm-hmm. that, like, that's a joy. It's like, okay, cool. Yes. Now let's fix this. Um, I think, also, and I've especially seen it, you know, recently. And I think one of the things that, I mean, there's several, there's several things, but there's always, uh, there's, always, there's always several things. I, mean, there's always I could go on my soapbox right now. Yeah. But the two no, main do things. It. You're I, on a podcast. This is 2020. Oh, We've got the internet. This is, if, if, down if the everywhere. podcast is not the virtual <laughs> soapbox, I don't know what the fuck is. Like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So the the main two things that um I'm just going off one of the conversations I had with one of my clients and we were talking one about um you know being seen and and being visible online mm. and you know getting caught up with the following like the followers yeah and especially creators because obviously we see, you know, either Instagram or Facebook or whatever platform you're on, especially those two, because they're so visual, we think, oh, well, that's our portfolio, which is fair enough. You know, it's the street before you get to your house, Mm. which is your website. Mm. But it's like they're they're looking at the followers and thinking, oh, well, so-and-so's got this many followers or, you know, they've got this many followers and I only have this many. I'm like, yeah, but how engaged are their community? Have you thought about, you know, the people that are actually commenting? And when you look at, you know, I see so many um, creatives as well, unfortunately, especially the big ones, you look at who's commenting and they're in the same industry who aren't actually their clients. No, they're not their clients. No, it's just because they use the same hashtags and they're like, oh, well, you know, one, yes, it's great to be supportive, but two, a lot of them are either bots or they're just trying to get their own name out there and piggybacking on the other platform. So. Mm. You know, 
when you look at that number, yes, it's a big number, but you really have to look at the engagement rate because that's where, you know, one, if you want a brand collaboration, that's what they're going to look at. And two, you're trying to get consumers. You're not trying to get, you know, followers that are already in your industry or, you know, who have nothing to do with what you're doing. It's just, you know, I think we get caught up in how many people are following. Mm -hmm. Like if your following is truly engaged and they're your customers, then absolutely that is brilliant. But if they're not, and you are just looking at that figure from someone else and comparing yourself to the level that they're at, we don't actually know the story of that. We don't actually know Mm. if that community is their clients. It might just be a number, you know, and I know so many people, unfortunately, still use those bots and still use those fake followers. Um, It's just, I really, really don't like it. And I've had to bite my tongue a few times, but to me, that's not authentic. And if you're, you know, trying to build a community, they're not going to buy from you. They're not going to engage with you. So why are you bothering? Like, it's just a perception thing. Something that comes to mind, I think, after, you know, you saying that is the phrase, um, first time caller, long time listener. And, and I'm like, okay, cool. So like, what are we doing for our long-time listeners who haven't mm-hmm. even done the call yet? Like, who knows? Um, I talk with a lot of people about this kind of thing and, you know, you say, you know, I mean, we have on our contact form, where did you find me? And it, even if, even in our pre-record, we were talking, just our chat, we, we said, actually, you know what I found? I thought I found you on X, but I actually found you on Y because I thought about it more. Um, it's It's funny that like, there's this, there can just be this assumption that you put something out into the world and, and if you don't get something back straight away, then you failed. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, that's a lot of patience as well, but. Uh, like yeah. I got a booking the other day from someone who, you know, 10 months before had, had gone, had been, had been made aware of my work mm-hmm. by my friend because they knew they were going to get married at this time. And then COVID, well then, you know, then life happens and then COVID happened and then they were like, well, actually, let's reach out to Morgs and finally. And so, you know, I got this inquiry out of the blue, it seems. But no, that's a 10-month process. And yeah. that leads to, okay, um, you know, and they booked me uh, for a wedding um, in December. And so that's just one of those things that you don't realize. You never, you're never 100% sure of who's watching. Um, no. But you have to keep putting out those little, you have to keep putting out some good seeds that the right people will find and, and, and and, and resonate with them. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, um, well, God, I've got so much to say about that. Yeah, totally. I have so many notes for this record and we're not going to use any of them. It's like, so like the other day i um i had a discovery call with someone who i had no idea that they'd been watching my stuff like i didn't see them pop up at all hmm. and she signed on with me for the next 3 months so you know people are always watching and it's about you know maturing your audience because you never know the lifetime value of that client and you never know who that client knows who might be looking at the same time no, and i 100%. think you know um I I think I talked to you on the phone about this previously, but, you know, now that we're, you know, seeing the light and coming out of this, it's like I really urge anyone in the creative space to really start thinking about their systems and really start 
looking at how they're going to manage these processes because, you know, you've had so many people window shopping that you probably didn't even realize. Mm. And now you're going to have to manage the influx of people for the coming year. Mm. And and next year, which is going to be a year. massive year for a lot of people because not a, it's because dealing be with postponed weddings yeah, and new existing bookings. So yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, that's where the systems come in. You really need to be able to troubleshoot that process because those things are going to come up. And again, like forecasting is so essential because forecasting, not about your money, but forecasting for the traffic that's actually going to be coming to your website. If you are being showcased somewhere, or if you know that you're running an ad troubleshooting to make sure that your website can withstand that many people coming or forecasting to say, well, we're coming into the season now. How many leads have I gotten and how many people do I need to onboard Mm. and make sure that they're streamlined because, you know, if you want to build a sustainable business, you really need to look at that because otherwise, you know, you don't have the foundations there and you kind of keep patching it up when things come up. Mm. But it's like build them now, like when you have the time to be Mm. able to look into it and really, really, look at what has been working, what hasn't been working, what can you automate and really start that process and hit the ground running. Mm. Are you good at taking your own advice? Um. (laughs) I've got that down as a, as a, as what I think is going to be a pretty good hot question that that will bounce off quite a bit. Oh man. Like, especially as, you know, a bloke who has his own bloody podcast and multiple podcasts about, and this one explicitly about like trying to be a bit better with your creative business. And I'm like, okay, now looking around the room, like, okay, oh, what are my opportunities? <laughs> like, what, what am I telling all these people is a good idea? And I'm like, <laughs> shit, <you> know, I, <laughs> skeletons in the closet. <laughs> I actually got asked this question, um, I think it was last night yeah. from like someone I met years ago. And they're like, oh, do you ever like carve out time, you know, that you tell everyone else because, you know, burnout's really prevalent? And I was like, sorry, take my own advice. What are you yeah. talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm immune to all these things. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like I, I do. I have um, I've grown up in uh, a defense household. So, you know, discipline and action has always been instilled in me. That's something that comes quite naturally. Yeah. Um, but on the other side of that is, you know, relaxing, and and taking a breath doesn't come naturally to me at all. I am always working. I'm very happy to continue to work all the time, but I now can identify when I'm starting to burn out and starting to feel, you know, probably need to take a nap or something. But, yeah. um, you know, I can definitely identify those things and even with you know giving myself um giving others advice of you know you need to do this it's and this i actually came to the point um a few months ago being like you know i'm dishing out all this advice am i actually doing it so i wrote down all the things that i'm normally telling my clients to do of like you know you need to troubleshoot this you need to look at this you've got a broken link here you need to do this this and this um and i was like well hold on i need to make sure that I've got that down pat as well because yeah. I want to be walking the talk as a business coach. So I did take the time to make sure that everything's kind of spick and span. Mm. But again, you know, there's there's always room to improve, always. And 
you know, I definitely need to take some steps back every now and again to be like, Sarah, you know, you really need to think about either what you're saying and making sure that, you know, are you doing the same thing? Because we can get quite caught up in, you know, doing the job and then not doing the job for ourselves. Yeah, totally. What do you think some misconceptions are around being a business coach and what you do? Oh, so much. I think I like I, I actually go back to before about like wearing leather jackets and boots and like and and at the end I'll, I'll, we'll we'll pop in what your Instagram so people can follow you on Insta. Um <laughs> but like cuz that's that's true. Um and you tagged me in a couple of stories recently as well. It's just like I wear the same thing it's all great. the time. No, it's great because I also like, it's just the same day. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Uh, because it's going back to an f- f- old friend of mine, um, friends of mine, um, Todd and Alayda Hunter McGore, uh, you know, said this years ago when they started. I remember, ha- I remember them talking in it's a, in a thing that they used to do, which you know. And if you're listening, Toddy, like started again, it was great. The Breakfast Club, fantastic. But like when they started, you know, they're they're wedding photographers in Brisbane, Australia. They're fantastic. They've been, you know, they've been around the traps now for a while. And they said, you know, that when they started, there was this whole thing of like, how do we talk to clients, and how do we, and then mm. now that we do business, now we have to do business, and this is how we do business oh, instead of it's huh? just like. You know, and they realized, and like we all realized, as soon as we go, no, no, you, you got to find your rhythm and you got to find your people. And the only way you're yeah. going to find those is by being you, um, or at least a, or at least incorporating enough fucking personality into what, whatever your online sort of presence and brand is that people don't go, oh, you're just an idiot in a suit. I mean, like, you know, you're, you're me, you know, <laughs> that's okay. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, I actually had a conversation about this today because we were talking about who we actually saw as successful and, and who who do we admire who have been successful and what are the differentiating factors. And it's they've put their blinders on and not given a shit. That is, that's, you know, to me, especially um, when I was a makeup artist, I always looked to the more avant-garde um, makeup artists like Alex Box and she just didn't give a shit. She would create you know, what she wanted to create, Mm. didn't care about what other people thought about it. And brands would come to her to say, I want our campaign to be done by you and you make it your own. And, you know, it's not like, oh, I have to mold myself or, and and that's exactly what I thought in the beginning. I thought, oh, well, any business coach that I've seen, they're all wearing a suit or they're all, they're either wearing a suit or they're life coaches. And so many times people are like, are you like a life coach or something? And I was like, no, (laughs) like (laughs) I just, there is definitely a, like, I am just not fitting into that category whatsoever. Like, you know how to be your best self, you know, you know how to channel your inner, you know. (laughs) I I mean, honestly, like I have gone through the training and I, if I am getting qualified in like, um, NLP and it is verging on that. It's very much verging on, you know, um, best practices, hypnosis, all of that kind of stuff. But again, I come from a defense household. So it's very much like some of the things I'm like, yep, on board with other things. I just can't physically see myself doing. And Mm. I, you know, again, trying to fit in a box, I'm just not going to, you know, I have, you know, when I see my clients, I will happily, after we've done the work, sit down and have a beer. Like that to me is the relationship I've created and that's, you know, the people that 
see value in that are the ones that are going to flock to me. And mm. I think, you know, getting into this space, again, putting on your blinders because you don't know. And everyone shows a highlight reel. And that was the other thing I was going to say about, you know, showing up on social media and kind of not worrying about followers or engagement, all that. It's like we see a highlight reel, like who who is showing every single second of their day? They're only showing us the best bits. So mm. when I used to see other business coaches and I didn't fit into that mold, I was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not in the right space because I'm just not like them. But in reality, the more that I've shown up as myself, the more people are engaging with me and are like, you know what? I really like your style. Like the other day someone was like, oh, my God, I really like your personal style, love the jackets. And I was like, well, I've got like five of them. So thanks. <laughs> um, I find I get that comment, those kind of comments too, not, not, not about my jackets, but in terms of other things. Yeah, that's right. You, you, know, you, you find those things, you put something out in the world and then so, you don't realize actually what people, what resonates with people until they tell yeah. you. Um, so I think that's an interesting point. Yeah. Um, we were speaking at the start of the um at the, at the, at the chat about the word sell. And I feel like, I feel like what you, I guess, I guess, you know, what you do is you help creative businesses and creative businesses sell things. Mm. Um, how do you navigate what that word means and how we can try and make that word, not such a dirty word? Yeah. And it, it is because so like whenever we think about selling, we think about, you know, a guy in a suit, doing a Daniels direct ad, like it's, that is often the picture when we think about selling and that is just not something that flows. It, it doesn't make us feel good. A lot of the time people hold themselves back from selling because it's often tainted with, oh God, I'm being a used car salesman, like that kind of mentality. Mm. Um, so when I'm with clients or, you know, even with myself, it's like, well, for me, I try and instill the fact that you actually aren't selling a product or service, you're selling yourself. Mm. And that needs to be the first thing that you're doing because any time that I've bought into a high ticket program or, you know, any product really, I buy into the person. I'm, you know, what they're selling to me is just a bonus. So really making sure the personal brand is there first and foremost. And then what you're selling, I say that with little quotes, is more of a value. You know, you're you're giving something to someone to make their life better. That yeah. is what you're doing. You know, you you aren't selling something and, and taking someone's money. It's like, no, you are actually having, you know, creating a benefit for someone. You're selling a benefit and you're selling, you know, a, um, a solution to their problem. That's what you're doing. You know, as a photographer, you're selling the solution of, you know, beautiful photos of memories that you're, you know, holding for years and years and years. You're not selling them a photo package. Like that's, that's the feature. That's not the benefit. The benefit is like, I get to share this with all my friends. I get to post this on social media and reflect on how amazing that day was. Mm. They're the benefits of, you know, the warm and fuzzies. Mm. And I guess the mindset flip that you need to do is like, okay, I'm, I'm not just selling something. I'm actually 
giving someone an experience. I'm, you know, letting people work with me, which is also, you know, again, your personal branding. So they're buying into you, but really flipping that switch of getting out of the mindset of you aren't being a sleazy car salesman. Yeah, that's right. Like yeah. Nothing you are doing is, and, 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 and I feel like getting over that hurdle is I think one of the biggest, if not the biggest hurdle yeah. hurdles for especially individual creative small business. Um, and pricing. And yeah. pricing. Because it's all related to that. It's like, oh, but I don't want to, oh, but I don't want to, oh, but I don't want to. Oh, but I'm only doing this. Oh, oh. it's like, no, 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 no. Go hard. Go hard. Um, there's a whole conversation about pricing that I will have on this podcast at some point. I'm not sure we can jump, jump into that today. It would just be too much information too quickly. <laughs> That'd be a workshop. It'd be a workshop. Um, cause I, and I wouldn't say I learned it the hard way, but I certainly learned it over a long period of time. Um, yeah. about how, how you actually need to think about it. Um, and you know, it comes back to sustainability and here we are having a conversation about pricing. Um, <laughs> you spoke I about the it. word, oh, you go. I was just about to say, uh, when I was doing makeup artistry, I did um, fill in one of like those business plans. And one of the questions was like, what is the problem you're solving? And as a creative, I was like, uh, I have no idea. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just doing someone's makeup. And I think if I didn't dig deeper into that question, then I would continuously have that mindset. Because yeah. I started off with, well, I'm not really solving a problem like, you know, clean water, so I can't really raise my prices or I can't, <laughs> yeah. you know. And to me, I was like, hold on, no, I'm doing X, Y, and Z and, you know, I'm, I'm making someone feel confident and I'm doing all this other stuff. That's the problem I'm solving. So I think definitely there is where you need to start and really dig deep and kind of think outside of the box with that because that's where the confidence is going to come for you to be able to actually sell without feeling sleazy. Mm. You spoke about value before, and we had a conversation about value that I think that that word is another similar to sell that has been damaged. Yeah. Um, Cause I feel like when we talk about the word value, we just think about what our experience of that is in our daily life. And generally when we're searching for value, we're going, okay, oh, sweet. Um, you know, uh, gin, uh, tonic waters, you know, two for $3 at Coles Ripper, Ripper, that's value. Um, and then thinking much more elaborately in terms of our business, mm. that's a lot harder because it is a lot harder because it's so much more of an in-depth conversation. Yeah. I 100% agree. And I think, you know, I mean, you could even get into, I mean, we're talking about rising, but it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys, this is part two. Yeah, um, part two. You tune in. <laughs> um, when it comes to pricing it, and value, I think it also is a money mindset thing as well because, and th- that's, again, something that you need to switch over because to me, anytime that I've seen value in something, I mean, the th- the first thought I have normally, and I don't know where I read this, but it's the first thought that you have is normally something that's ex- instilled in you externally. And the second thought that you have is actually your own. So for me, when I think about value, I instantly go to those, you know, supermarket kind of upsell type of things like, oh yeah, great value. I get Funny. two for one or yeah. whatever. But then when I think about it in a business sense, it's like, well, what are the times that I bought into something that I have actually seen value and what I was like, wow, that was really great value. And it's because it's actually not the product or service or it's not someone adding something extra. 
it's the energy and the time that they took to actually nurture me as a client. Totally. That is the value that I've received and what I remember. So like, you know, if I talk about, um, you know, my coach or a membership group that I've been a part of, or even just something that I bought into, um, like swipe files or whatever, the value is the person saying, I, you know, I understand that you bought this product or I understand you bought into me. I'm, you know, not even just extras. Like, I mean, they're a great bonus, of course, but it's the time that they've taken to have the conversation with me. Like, what are you actually struggling with? Or are these your concerns? Let's, you know, brainstorm some things or, you know, an extra explanation of how to use something, you know, or what is the process? So for me, when I set up um, my systems and backend, I wanted to make sure that, yes, the value I'm giving to my client is is huge, but I also want the entire experience to be of value to them so they can justify their purchase as well. And that comes back to all the little bits and pieces that I've taken the time to be able to do. Like, you know, I use Dubsado, so I make sure that they've got, you know, their portal guide to, you know, go around their portal and see where everything is and make sure that that's totally customized. Or mm. every time that, you know, I get off a call, I don't just say, all right, see ya, that was great, see you next, like in the next two weeks. Mm. I make sure that I go through the conversation write down dot points of everything that we covered so that they don't have to think about, oh, what was the thing that Sarah said? I send that yeah. through to them. Yeah. I know that I'm adding value. That to me is value. I'm not giving them a bonus. The value is, you know, the energy and the personality behind what you're actually doing and creating a lifelong customer. That's what you want to do. I think that's such a great, way to cap this chat off but i like there are so many ways there are so many more <laughs> of these chats to be had i think always always you know like i said before like we have to keep we we can't be stagnant like every little challenge i feel like is a great is a great opportunity to learn and make something better yeah. um and more efficient but knowledge is power really totally where can the wonderful internet, uh, wonderful internet of the people, the where can internet. the wonderful people on the internet find you, Sarah? They can find me at Sarah K Coaching. So that's all my socials, mainly hanging out on Instagram. Uh, oh. And my website is sarahkenyon.com.au. Thanks everyone for listening. As always, you can follow me on Instagram. I have two accounts. I'll put everything in the show notes. Um, jump on the website. Now, Something that is happening soon is I am actually starting to plan the Baby Got Backend workshop, which this was originally just a workshop and then it turned into a podcast. And now at some point it will be a workshop again. It's going to be in Woo-hoo! Brisbane. It's going to be this year. Um, and so keep your eyes out for that. If you want to know about that, you can jump, jump, jump to my DMs or send me an email. Everything I'll put in the show notes to shoot me an email for this. Until next time, Sarah, thank you so much for having a chat today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And we will see you next time I decide to record this podcast. Bye.